Welcome to the LU Moment. Thank you for listening. I'm Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week, we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. What are we talking about this week? Gorgeous crap. There's a socially distanced but Halloween-festive pumpkin walk in downtown Beaumont going on now through October 31st. The walk features all kinds of decorated pumpkins, which are gourds, right, which is why they're gorgeous, yeah. And seven of these pumpkins have been designed and crafted by Lamar University art students, and I just I can't wait to see them. They're going to be red, white, and uh, beautiful all over. The uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau is hosting this event now through October 31st in downtown Beaumont around the Art Museum of Southeast Texas. So go and uh, check that out. It's uh, it's going to be a one-of-a-kind event and just great and something to do during this, this time when we've all kind of been uh, stuck at home with little to do. Um, what else is happening at LU? Let me tell you, um, even during the pandemic, it is not quiet here on campus. We're moving forward, implementing CDC guidelines, and using a lot of virtual platforms with great events like the Jazz Giants Clinic Series. It's hosted by the incredible Mary Morgan Moore Department of Music. There are three free hour-long virtual clinics featuring some of the most celebrated names in jazz. The clinics will be presented during a regular rehearsal setting of the Cardinal Jazz Orchestra. Clinicians will critique the band and offer perspective on jazz history and their careers, plus they'll allow some Q&A time with the members of the band. All clinics begin at 11.30 a.m., and guests will be admitted to the the Free Jazz Giants Clinic Series on a first-come, first-served basis. The Zoom link for this event, and I'm going to give you the, the days, uh, you can get the Zoom link, though, at lamar.music, lamar.edu forward slash music, lamar.edu forward slash music. Yep, I'll get it right. Um, so 11.30 a.m., October 26th, the Cardinal Jazz Orchestra will be joined by woodwind specialist composer and band leader Kim Richmond. Uh, he is a fixture in the Los Angeles studio music scene for more than 40 years. He can be heard on countless film and television soundtracks, and he's composed with and produced several albums as a, so, as a soloist and a band leader. Um, he's toured with Dan Kenton, Bob Florence, and Bob Minster, big bands. That's October 26th, first come, first serve, 11.30 a.m., free. Uh, November 2nd features the legendary Peter Erskine. Peter has played the drum since the age of four and is known for his versatility and love of working in different musical contexts. He appears on 700 albums and film scores and has won two Grammy Awards, plus an honorary doctorate from the Berkeley School of Music. In addition to his busy performing and composing and producing schedule, he teaches drums at the University of Southern California. On November the 16th, again, 11.30 a.m., free of charge, we'll have a clinic uh, that features none other than Mr. Tom Bones Malone, a veteran of the New York jazz scene since the 1980s. Tom was a member of the legendary Blues Brothers and appeared in the film by the same name. In addition to being a regular member of the Saturday Night Live band for 10 years, Tom has played on 4,400-plus television shows, 42 of those on Late Night with David Letterman, 3,000 radio and television commercials, and more than 1,500 recordings and thousands of live performances throughout the world, and he's done 2,700 arrangements for television. Again, all clinics begin at 11.30 a.m., and uh, they are October the 26th, November 2nd, November 16th, and uh, you can go to lamar.edu forward slash music to get the Zoom link. I think that is just awesome. 
So, you know, who says a pandemic uh, stops everything? We are continuing in a virtual format to offer very um, worthy and uh, exciting, impactful events here at Lamar University. So in my chair here at the uh, Public Affairs Office, a name has continued to come on my computer screen, Pruhal Josie. Most recently, Dr. Josie came to my attention because he has been granted funding to work on contact tracing for COVID. Therefore, I wanted to invite him to talk about his latest project, his background in uh, public health. It's, it's really fascinating. Um, let, me, let me tell you a little bit about him. He was a trained dental surgeon in India and worked in several hospitals during his final years of training. And also, in residency, he worked on a number of public health programs in underserved areas, which transformed his career pathways. He has a passion and a goal of working in public health projects to address health disparities. Dr. Josie obtained his master's and doctoral degrees in public health from the Arnold School of Public Health, University of South Carolina. And as an associate professor here at Lamar University, he teaches social epidemiology, current health issues, and U.S. and international health disparities. Those are some classes I'd be interested in taking at. I was uh, so fascinated, uh, Dr. Josie, welcome to, um, uh, to read your background and um, find out a little bit more about you. So when did you come to Lamar University, and, and what was your path here? Thank you for your introduction, uh, Shelley. Good to be on here. Yes, I uh, joined our uh, team in uh, the fall of 2014. And um, the main reason I was uh, recruited here was there was an opportunity to start the Masters of Public Health program, and uh, we were very successful in implementing it in the fall of 2015. So I've been here okay. working on that program. Okay, so you actually initiated the program here at Lamar in public health. That is correct. Fantastic. Um, so you have a passion and a goal of working on public health projects to address, you know, these health disparities. How have you been involved in that during this pandemic? I mean, this has got to be a fascinating time for you and for all of those studying public health. What, what has been really your focus and your observations based on your background? So um, back in, you know, around February, March, when we started uh, seeing more cases in the country, and also some cases trickled down here in Southeast Texas. Um, you know, it was hitting very hard on us and public health professionals everywhere that we need to step up and do more. And uh, I thought this would be a great opportunity to actually involve students because uh, there is no time better than this in order for them to get hands-on experience and training. So immediately... Um, uh, I spoke with our local health departments here in Jefferson County as well as in Southeast Texas. And the biggest need at that time was educational materials and creating awareness. So our mm -hmm. students stepped up immediately and created educational materials like brochures, flyers, and a lot of other resources in English, Spanish, and other languages to be posted in restaurants and any pit stops in highways and uh, a lot of other public places. And uh, those um, um, initiatives were very successful, and we also uh, indulged in contacting some local nonprofit agencies in securing some um, PPE at that time, which was just very scarce. And yeah. uh, after that, I started working on data analytics for Jefferson County. 
And uh, since then till today, we uh, continually report the cases and analyze hospitalizations and the trends in the region. And as you mentioned, uh, more recently, you know, we are very excited to have this opportunity to implement uh, contact tracing. Uh, our students uh, already are doing that. Um, initially, when I asked for volunteers for contact tracing, within span of two or three days, we had about at least 25 students who said they would be volunteering or willing to help for contact tracing. So. Uh, our students are very excited. They're very passionate about this, and I think it's a very exciting opportunity for us to be involved. Well, it is. Um, I, I think it's wonderful that it's just another way that Lamar University partners with the community for the benefit of the community. I mean, you're having such an impact on all of us here um, with your work and just kind of behind the scenes, but, but uh, an, an incredible um, impact. So talk to us about the current trends and, and what maybe your analysis has, has uncovered um, and what that means to us, if you can. Uh, with regard to the pandemic, we had a very uh, high spikes in cases back in July. And, um, you know, the uh, summer months and holiday travel and everything, you know, it just contributed to that. And uh, thankfully, the you know caseloads came down significantly uh, through August and early September, and then uh, we are seeing another slight increase in cases. But uh, over the last uh, three four weeks, we have been averaging around 30 35 cases here in Jefferson County per day, and um, you know um, hopefully you know things should come down. But uh, that's where we are currently at. So. Still, you know, we are not out of the woods yet, but um, we have long ways to go, and everybody needs to contribute towards, um, you know, bringing these cases down. And, and in your opinion, contributing to bringing those cases down, what does that look like? Wearing our mask? Um, that is correct. Okay. Yeah, I mean, very simple measures, as everybody knows, you know, uh, social distancing, wearing masks, applying hand sanitizers as frequently hand washing and, uh, you know, doing our best and also not to forget getting the flu shot this year because even those who never got that before, this is the year to get it. We don't want to have a community with a high spike of COVID and flu and that would really burden our hospital systems. And I think, uh, you know, that those things, if we everybody implements, uh, we should be able to bring our caseloads under, uh, I should say, um, you know, um, good circumstances. Yeah, I was really glad and proud to see that Lamar University is, is hosting three um, flu shot events so that faculty, staff, and students can go and get their flu shots on uh, the next few Mondays. The health center is um, is doing that, and I plan on I plan on getting mine, um, and I'm encouraging everyone to do that. So let's talk about this contact tracing project you're working on. What does contact tracing really involve, and how are you, um, um, you know, putting students involved in that process? So uh, it's a multi-step process. Um, when a positive case is identified, um, that person gets um, a telephone call, essentially. Uh, from one of the contact tracers uh, in the public health department, and in this case, it would be one of our students. And um, there is a questionnaire which asks about um, how long the symptoms have been, 
who the family members are, if they are doing okay, if they have any symptoms, or um, with whom this person has been in close contact with. Close contact is something which we um, define as you know shared uh, sharing in a close spaces uh, within six feet for uh, over five minutes of time. So um, we try to get as many you know names of individuals who were in close contact for this person. And um, so the call happens on a daily basis, making sure there are two, uh, you know, um, outcomes of this one, making sure that the confirmed case, you know, he or she is doing okay, or the, you know, uh, 10 to 14 day quarantine period. And we also want to make sure that his close associates, whether it is family members or very close friends, they are also doing okay. And in some circumstances, uh, if we do get a contact information of the close associate, you know, that person will also be contacted and, um, you know, um, asked about a few questions if they are actually developing symptoms or refer them for testing if they did actually develop symptoms. So um, contact tracing is very essential for mitigation efforts for COVID-19. So we need to make sure it's not spread beyond that small cluster. Got it. Well, Dr. Josie, I, I um, appreciate you. Lamar University is fortunate to have you at this time and in history and in our community is as well. So we appreciate all that you're doing and involving students in this real-world problem is just a, a, an added benefit, a perk to our LU students who get that experiential learning and, um, and working with you. Thank you so much for joining us and letting us know what you're doing. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Before we leave, I want to remind you to save the date for October 20th, 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. We will be doing a Facebook Live with LU Distinguished Alumnus Larry Bolu, who graduated from Lamar University in 77 and has had an amazing career here in Southeast Texas. You can go to lamar.edu forward slash live or look on our Facebook page and uh, get more information and join us for that discussion, 6.30 to 7.30, October the 20th. I am Shelley Batanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. You've been listening to the LU Moment, and we appreciate you doing that. See you next week.